Meaningful things. Meaningful like things. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Leslie. And today we're bringing you another traveling episode. Hoping you can hear us. Can you hear us? I mean, you can't really tell until we record it all and then I sit down to edit it and go, you can't hear us. Yeah. It's too loud. I keep like leaning in. Yeah, so you're going to be like, you're going to be like really loud. (laughs) Hello. No, we're doing this because, did you just yell into it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to remember that, (laughs) find that, take that. Uh, We're traveling today for my birthday. We're going to go see a movie. Go eat. Go eat. Eating a lot. Do you remember our very first episode, who I dedicated it to? Yes. That's right. This where we're gonna go eat the sub place. Jersey Mike. Back to you, Jersey Mike. Back to you. I dedicate this episode to you again. Not really. We may not have time. We'll have time. I think we're doing doing I'm good. I'm just on. very hungry. Um, oh, I thought you meant we might be late to the movie. You mean you <laughs> might have to consume something? No. Before we may not have time. I must feed. <laughs> I'm very hungry, and I'm also having another problem. I'm wearing a headband today, and I already have, like, a headband headache. Um, I don't know what to do. I get eyeglass headaches. If I wear my glasses, I get get headaches. And I had them adjusted. Odd thing, when I went, they said the headache wasn't caused by the glasses being too tight. Uh It was caused from them being too loose. Mind blown. I don't believe that. Yeah, well, I... Are you calling oh, Dr. No, no, Hall no. a liar? It was Dr. Hall, I believe Okay. It. Yeah, it was too loose. So they, <laughs> I don't know if my side head muscles were flexing to hold them on. I don't wow. know. I mean, I'm very strong. You're always flexing your muscles. I'm always flexing my <laughs> side head muscles. <laughs> you do have a big brain. It probably it's just, works your yeah, head out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know what to do because... My hair's dirty. I needed it. It is very dirty. So maybe during the movie, I'll just sneak my headband off. Let my head. Just breathe. during the movie? Yeah. Let your hair down during the movie. <laughs> yeah. How tawdry. <laughs> uh, so happy birthday. Oh, thank you. This is our second date in two months because I yeah. had a birthday in December. We're going out like gangbusters now all the time. So. Did you have a good birthday? I did. It's always funny. Well, I'm I'm 39 now, which is like a meaningless number. Kind of. Yeah. Unless you could, unless you want to consider it like your last hurrah. It is. It's your last. You know, last time in the 30s. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. So I mean, it, it's it's always fun having birthdays. The kids love them. Kids have a great time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would like to, real quick, we've settled on, like, a birthday tradition that I really love, so I'm going to talk about it real quick. You have my permission. Okay. Um, you know, throughout the years, we've done different things for birthdays, and the the biggest thing that ends up happening is they become too big. You know, you, if you have a big party for your kid, and then you want to also spend, like, a have a date time with your kid, it ends up being, like, a... 
Very a two day, yeah, yeah, a two day like all about you marathon that is very expensive. And we still, I mean, we end up doing that sometimes. So the thing we always do without fail is just a simple birthday breakfast. The the birthday oh, so much fun. Yeah, the birthday person gets to pick what they want to have for breakfast, and we we just sit down together and each person. This is mostly for the kids. We don't do this for us, but each person buys a little gift for the birthday the birthday kid, and then they go around the table and they have their wrapped present on their plate. So we set the table, and on their plate is the gift that they got for the birthday kid. And they usually wrap it in brown paper, and they draw a really cute picture with markers. Um, And then they go around the table, and we say something we love about the birthday person. And then they get to open their gift from each person, and it's just become a very... It's a really sweet time. Yeah. It's a... It's one of my favorite things. It's very fun. It's a tradition that I like. Yeah. So we did that for you, but we just got you one present. So sorry about that. Yeah. And no one said what they liked about it. <laughs> we forgot. That's the thing. So it's did. mostly for the kids. So now that I think about it, this we tradition we did for everybody but you. Like, oh, no, thanks. we didn't do it for me either. No, we did. We yeah, because your mom had gifts for you. Whatever. Remember? Yeah, but You're, no one said what they loved about me. No, we all, we never stop saying fact, what we love about you. We should call right now. And find out. I need to know what everyone what loves about me. you love about me, let me know. I'm feeling down. No, that's a, that's a fun, that is a fun time, a fun memory, a fun little tradition to have. Yeah, and you can do that on any budget. You don't have to have a giant birthday party. But. And it'd be interesting. I'd love to hear what honestly, other people do for traditions for their birthdays and stuff like that because it it was just a random made-up thing that we just decided to do we didn't obviously didn't read about it in scripture right you know as far as i know i did i read about it we uh we just uh you know started doing it so stuff like that is always fun just take traditions make them your own uh and just enjoy them and don't judge them i think that's what a lot of people do is they hear other people that have traditions, and they go, oh, I really like that tradition. I wish we had that, you know. <laughs> just really make or, the most out of the tradition. Like, I wonder how much they spent on that tradition. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's definitely multiple. <laughs> people can go multiple negative ways that they think about others, yes. Uh, I bet they don't even like each other. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're right, but just uh, whatever tradition you've got, just uh, enjoy it and recognize what you're making in those moments, in those little things. It may seem, it may you may have a big thing, you may have a small thing, uh, but what you're doing uh, is really just crafting a time uh, as a family that you'll always be able to remember. Yeah. So that makes it fun. Yeah. That makes it worthwhile. And uh, something that I has surprised me, even at Christmas time, like I think it was three years ago, we started letting the kids draw names and buy gifts for each other. And I didn't realize how much they would enjoy buying something for their sibling. They really enjoy it. So that moment when they give their gift is, you think it's going to be all about the birthday kid, like, uh, that all the joy will be theirs. But really, what I end up watching is the one who's giving the gift. And the excitement, the buildup for the person giving the gift is really exciting. so sweet. Yeah. They're just so ready. To, oh, I can't wait for them to see what I got them. Yeah. Which is so much nicer than here. I, you know, I 
bought five things and I just put the yeah. kids' names on it and they don't even know what it is. Right. Yeah. They they wrap their own gift. They color the picture. And uh, I think it's worth spending a little bit of extra money to get those extra little gifts instead of well, maybe. I am big... not surprised that you think it's worth <laughs> spending extra. <laughs> Yeah. No, I am never shocked when you think it's worth spending yeah. extra on and something. As they get older, maybe they'll they'll buy their own gifts. We don't make our kids buy their own gifts for each other because there's so many kids. They would not have any money to yeah. do that. So, anyhow, moving on. Yeah, so random aside. Yeah. Um, what uh, what dedication do you want to do? Who are you dedicating to this um, this traveling trip? I don't even know. My mom for keeping the kids. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to have a place where you could drop the Your kid dad. Off. I actually dropped him off with your dad. That's Which scary. is scary and interesting. <laughs> you know, he's retired. Yeah, he's retired I now. told him. I walked in. I said, well, look at you, Mr. Fancy. He said, yeah. what? Because he was wearing his work clothes. I said, I've never seen your work clothes that clean. <laughs> I don't know what that means about you, yeah. you sluggard. My dad uh, is, uh, what, 68? Yeah. Yeah, 68, and he has worked at the same company for like 40 years. Yeah. And in, same, same in hours. The oil and gas industry, you know, yeah. dirty. Every day of his life. Yeah. And, and the heat of Oklahoma summer, and during the cold winter, he'll be out walking pipelines. and Walking pipeline during the winter is awesome. But some Walking of, the pipeline <laughs> during the summer is not awesome. Not so much. No. So he kind of. It, it just happened. He ended up retiring um, a couple months ago. It's funny. He'd always he'd struggled with it, you know, because you want to work, and I think you should work. And he loves not you. To do, work. You shouldn't just work till the federal government tells you you've reached an age you no longer need to work. Uh, like who made that number up? Right. Uh, the government tells me I can quit working now and start living off their teat. Uh, the government anyway, says my child can drive. Yeah, at this okay. Age. We're not going to get on that <laughs> whole subject. Uh, the Lord says work, work till you die every day but one. Um, but anyway, and so he'd really been trying to figure out, you know, when should I retire or, you know, yeah. because his job is very labor intensive mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times. It's uh, one, it's the best job in the world. I've worked for him for years and it was, that job was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but just trying to figure out when that needed to be over wisdom wise, you know, he didn't want to work till he had an accident right? and then could no longer, you know, function, mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, he just done something he was getting past his prime to be able to do. So, you know, he's talking about last year, year before that, all this, I'm retiring and whatever. Well, then all of a sudden, the place he's worked for all this time, it's door shut. <laughs> like, like we're weeks. shutting on Monday. Right. Sort of stuff. And the Lord had, perfect. the Lord that provided the job for him also prepared them to for that to happen and it not to be like a huge financial uh, burden mm -hmm. on them. It so, has. It has been so amazing to see yeah. his hand in the whole process. Um just truly a blessing and it's been fun to see him more often. And it was, it was well-timed because uh, it's harvest time. It happened in, you know, kind of in the midst of mm -hmm. harvesting soybeans and... Tea farms on the side. Yep. So. Uh, and so all of it really... So he didn't just go from working to, to nothing. Yeah. Which sometimes is just 
hard for people to do. Right. Uh, he was able to have something to occupy his mind. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll dedicate it to him. So yeah. it's dedicated to your parents. Mom, your mom great. for watching them, hopefully hurrying home, <laughs> watching Before them like ASAP. A yeah. What would he do? If... He would burn the clothes. <laughs> when my brother, my oldest brother was a baby, um, my dad, mom left my brother with my dad for like 30 minutes. She was just going to run down the street to the grocery store. Well, he had a major blowout, apparently, according to A dad. diaper blowout. He probably just had a dirty diaper. And my dad was so unaccustomed to anything like that. Um, so when mom came home, my brother was in different clothes. And she was like, what happened? And Which he, I think is an accomplishment for your dad. Yeah, if he was wearing I would clothes, think he would have been naked. He might have been naked. Yeah. Something happened where she saw the baby and was like, what happened? And... <laughs> Uh, he, of course, he kind of exaggerates a little. So, I mean, I'm sure there, th this was a a huge, the biggest, yeah, biggest, the, the nastiest, biggest, dirtiest that death. thing it was full, was disgusting. <laughs> it was all over him. It was in his hair, <laughs> his hands. It had stained his skin. Yeah, yeah that's I, sort I of have situation. to say, like. Chris, what he's doing right now is a spot-on impersonation yeah, yeah, yeah. of my dad. I mean, I've probably heard this text. <laughs> so she was like, well, where's his where's his uh, clothes? The dirty and, clothes. Yeah. And he said, well, I burned them. <laughs> <laughs> that gets me every time. But he just burned clothes. He said, there's no redeeming. Because, and because they were not, in any sense of the word, wealthy at that no, time. No, not They at all. were dirt poor. <laughs> So close yeah. to just up. I mean, you got to think about the level of disgusted that he was. I yeah. mean, clothes were, I mean, important. Right. And, <laughs> and he, he just burned He it. burned the diaper, because yeah. cloth diapers, and the rubber pants that went over it, and the clothes. Oh everything. So He's that's, great. Great in an emergency yeah, situation. Yeah, so we're hoping Jack, I kind of liked the outfit yeah. that Jack yeah. had on. I hope we get to see it again. Yeah, maybe gone. <laughs> maybe gone. <laughs> okay, so what do you want to talk about today? Well, since we're going to the movies... Oh, yeah. Um, we have been... We just have kind of been discussing something about TV and movies, and we thought it would be a good... I say, topic. cut them out. <laughs> cut them out. After this one. After this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember what we were reading? We read a Proverbs... A, a proverb... Chapter of Proverbs a day with the kids. And was it chapter... Yeah, so in Proverbs, you're reading through Proverbs uh, 7, and really the start of Proverbs, uh, you have m multiple things going on. <clears throat> One, you've got that section of Proverbs where wisdom is calling out, and then you've got where folly is calling out, folly who is loud, mm -hmm. right? Loud lady folly. Uh, and there was a section in Proverbs 7 where it talked about how... Uh, at the, at the window of my house, I've looked out through my lattice, and I've seen among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, turning left for us to go eat, <laughs> uh, 
and we're almost there. And passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight and the evening at the time of night and darkness. Behold, the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She's loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him, which my kids were like, oh, no. Oh, cats. He's dead. Uh, but the, the picture that we liked was the looking through your window at the world mm-hmm. and and what you're seeing when, uh, when you're looking out and about on this sort of fallen world. And you see, as, you, as you're looking out, you see a lot of folly in this world. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of the simple, the foolish, sometimes because they're youths and they don't know any better, and sometimes because they're just fools, uh, people chasing after things that will destroy them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we told for our kids that that in many ways, what you see on TV Mm -hmm. or what you read in books is kind of like looking through a window Mm -hmm. at the foolishness. Right. Of this world. But they don't, the thing that we're warning them about is they don't portray it as foolish. They don't. So if that's the window you're looking out yeah. all the time. You could, you should put a <laughs> lattice work over your TV so it can match <laughs> Proverbs there. Right. And recognize that that's, if you're not recognizing this is a window into the folly of this world, you'll begin to let that become your world. Right. And think it's real and, and think it's true. normal and not simple. To, mm-hmm. Like, there's a patheticness mm-hmm. to Proverbs 7 there. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's an idiot. And like it goes on to say, you know, he's like an ox being led to slaughter. Right. And you don't... the. The, your TV shows that you're watching, the mm-hmm. movies that you're watching, the things you're listening to on the radio, the songs about, you know, love mm-hmm. uh, that make all these things seem wonderful, make them appear to be honey uh, when they're actually vinegar. Right. Uh, and they'll destroy you. Right. And you are, you are marching to your destruction uh, in those things. Yeah, so we were we were telling the kids, what if you never look through the window of scripture and read this warning? Yeah. But you do look through the window of media and television yeah. and movies and You'd see the woman seize the man and kiss her. And it's a happy and go, ending. Whoa, that looks great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look, and you know, uh and look, she's never home and she seems so happy that she's not home. Right. She's beautiful. Uh, she's beautiful. And, happy. and she's not stuck at home with the kids. <laughs> uh, all those things. And that becomes the beauty. Right. But when you read scripture, you see something different. And now, because of scripture, scripture changes the pane of the window for you. Mm-hmm. It puts up a, it's, it stains the glass. Yeah. Uh, and cr- creates a, a, a thing, a filter. The lattice becomes a filter mm-hmm. through which you can see and perceive the world rightly and discern discern yeah you can't discern that's why you know it is through much practice that one becomes discerning uh because you can't know the the wisdom of uh of this world without getting it from from scripture it Mm -hmm. is scripture that makes wise the simple Mm. as the psalm says so uh right now we're gonna take a quick break Run in and get us some Jersey Mike's for this woman eats the phone. Uh, And we'll be right back. We'll talk more about this. Yeah. Okay. See you in a minute. All right. So here we are post-sandwich, at least for Uh. Leslie. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so funny. They offer you like a what is it? A regular, a regular or a giant? Yeah. So Chris was like, "We want the same sandwich, right? So let's just get a giant." Because normally we just get a, a giant is twice the size of a regular. So let's just get a giant and then we'll split it. It's yeah. cheaper. It saves you a dollar. And, and just get one drink yeah, and one yeah. bag of chips for me. Um, so as they were making it, I was like, I'm not so sure that. Yeah, so she's holding this thing. <laughs> it's 13 inches long. It's more than a foot. It was before I held it. And she was like, was I'm not sure, Trissy. I'm pretty sure I could eat all that. No, I, I thought, was like, no, no, you don't. One, I'm not spending 13 bucks for you to eat a sandwich. <laughs> uh, and two, I know what we, we get. You do not get a 13-inch sandwich. You're sure? I'm positive. Because I am still a little hungry. Well, yeah. But You're also really a little good. pregnant. So. Ooh, it was good. Good, good. So she was eating it, and I said, well, if you get done eating, we'll have time to talk some more before we go into the movie. Uh, and I told her not, not to, that I wasn't telling her that to rush her, because it was not humanly possible to eat any faster than she was eating. <laughs> that, that seven and a half inches of sandwich, oh, or six and a half, was, I was really gone. I think I needed nine inches. Well, you can have some of mine. No, it's okay. It's fine. No. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> So anyway, we were talking about uh, looking through our windows on this world and that the window we've got to have, that we've got to be looking at this world through is scripture or we won't be able to tell that that man out there is a fool. We'll be the fool. Yeah, we'll be the fool. We'll be the one that scripture is saying, read my lattice <laughs> like work. Ox. Yeah, read my verses like lattice uh, and see, see where you are. Mm. Yeah, the scripture's got to be the window through which you view the world. We would call this a... World, world view. view. Yeah, scripture's got to be the foundation for how you understand life. You can't, so you can't come into life, uh, can't go through life at least, letting what you believe be shaped by the world. Mm -hmm. You have to read the one who created the world mm -hmm. <laughs> and let him tell you what this world is about, how it's meant to work why things are here, how things operate, what is foolish, what is wise. Because if you let the world, this fallen world, decide those things, the world is going to lead you into folly. Oh, it is going to turn you into the simple fool that is like the dumb ox heading to his own destruction. That's why Jesus <laughs> says that the way is broad that leads to destruction. There are many that go in by it. The world is just walking like a like a chain to a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Uh, and because they're trying to let the world interpret itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and not even the world that God created, the fallen world that is following the prince of the power of the air, letting him, letting the father of lies, listening to him and letting that shape their view of the world, which is why, you know, so much of what you see on TV is foolishness yeah praise foolishness foolishness disguised. and as romans one says they want you to praise it too yeah and if you don't praise it with them they think you're the bad guy they yeah. not only think you're a fool as paul says in first corinthians they also think you're the problem mm -hmm. uh yes. and if you're not looking at scripture if you're not if you're not letting scripture be the lens for which you view the world you might begin to think maybe i am wrong mm -hmm. maybe i am yeah. the problem yeah uh and so, yeah, 
we just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Is there anything else about those? Well, well I think we're going to talk more about that. Let's go look at World War One <laughs> through a giant lens of an IMAX. Yeah, we're at the IMAX now. And we're going to watch 1917. We're going to see a movie, and then I think we could come back and talk about some of the more particular things. Yeah. So, we'll be back. I'm going to eat a sandwich. Actually. Yeah. So it's my turn to eat a sandwich. Eat some of a sandwich. Okay. Okay. Minus a few inches for you. <laughs> all right. So we are back after all that. Well, I feel kind of emotionally spent right now. I'm a little, I'm a little weepy. <laughs> now we're going to talk about uh, World War One, more movie stuff. <laughs> Um, no, what were we talking about before we took the <laughs> I break? Don't even Man, know what, what to a say. what a yeah. good good movie. Lots of lots of things you can talk about with that movie. Um, Did you say what movie we saw? Yeah, I think we told, uh, we saw nineteen seventeen. Yeah, World, World War One, which is a film. a war you don't see a lot of in movies. I have it's the Forgotten War. So I've seen so many World War II movies. I mean, it's been a hundred years since it, 102 years since it ended. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Yeah. Anyway, it's even it's even forgotten in many ways in, in Britain. It's really forgotten in the United States because we just didn't have. I mean, it wasn't much of a war for us. We were late to the party. Anyway, let's not get into the history lesson. <laughs> um, but it, I think a good piece of film work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know in case anybody's going to go watch it. Say, there's a little bit of language, not a lot of gratuitous violence. Would you say there's gratuitous corpse violence? Yeah, there, we, there are lots of, lots of you know trench bodies. warfare, dead folk mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yeah, that was pretty pretty shocking. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah. like we would not. Our kids aren't ready to see <laughs> that movie. I don't know if you, you that you were ready, ready to see <laughs> that movie. <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was really it was really well done. So, but yeah. So, what were we talking about? We were talking about movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about the window right. through which you are viewing the world. Right. Uh, so, stealing from Proverbs seven. What I was really thinking was, um, if if your kids are say they're not in a Christian education. So say they're in a in a world where God is not really present. It's not central. Not even that he's present. <laughs> he's got to be central. Right. And it's not curriculum. central. You cannot have any education mm-hmm. where God is not. And this is, this is you're going to get me on a, a, a homeschool or Christian school kick. This, you can't have any education without God as the foundation for understanding logic, knowledge, creation. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. So if he is not right, so if they're if that's their world, and then if they are coming home, watching TV, watching movies on the weekend, which for Christian parents, let that be a reminder <laughs> to you: your job is not just a homeschool where you don't cuss, right? Right, <laughs> and to homeschool where you don't, uh, you know, where they're not hanging out with the bad kids, or even to not have a TV, or not having a TV, right? That's not the answer either, right? The answer is. The key, I would say, is God has to be at the center of everything you do. Mm-hmm. You've got to explain mathematics. We should talk about last night. Mathematics, science, 
everything goes back mm-hmm. to the world we live in that was created by this God of whom uh, we bear his image. But Yeah. So if they if that's their life mm-hmm. and there isn't a heavy they don't have that a heavy like reading of scripture and talking about God when you sit and when you rise obviously I mean you could just look at it which, and the is, scales which is what Deuteronomy says what right. does he say what happened they will forget uh, but yeah so if they're if they're not getting that stuff they're they're looking through this world through a whole different window yeah a right. totally different window they're they're in the house of the adulteress looking out right and maybe know? on maybe on Sunday hearing the yes. word of God yes or, traveling to their uncle's house on Sunday yeah and then sitting at, I mean praying before their meal um, yeah it's just not enough. So it's just a very, it's just a good time. To Your job is to use scripture at, yeah. like a, like you're creating that lattice work for them. You know, I look through my window, through the lattice of my house. You know, your job is to create that, lay that foundation, create that lattice that they have to see everything through. Mm-hmm. They saturate have to see them. through. Totally saturate them. Yes. With the word of God. Yes. I think we're hyper aware of keeping our boys from seeing anything like immodest or you know you know there are certain movies I don't even have to think about should our boys get to see this but one thing I think afraid it's going to stir something up yeah I mean we're very careful about that what scripture wants about but one thing I don't think we're as careful about I think we think our girls are safe from from that sort of thing and one thing I really remember is when you see like when you're a young girl and you see this really beautiful woman and you see that she has a certain power over men like in the way she looks and the way she even her her expression and the way she dresses um that is not good for your girls to see like that that had an impact on me as a young girl well how much are we seeing that like as we read through proverbs as it describes the woman folly she is loud yes and she is dread i mean those sorts of things do have power Mm -hmm. but when you're reading it from scripture it is it is a danger right right? and so it's not painting that yeah she's not passive (laughs) yeah and that's another thing you've got to remember is that this is why we can't be passive is because mm-hmm. the woman folly is loud. The woman <laughs> folly is loud. She's standing at the gates. Yes. She's at her door. She yeah. she is proclaiming it. It's not that she so is. We're dumb. It's that we're lazy. We're, the dumb ones. we're lazy and foolish and <laughs> well, we want to pretend like we don't have to do anything and our kids are still going to be okay. And scripture tells us over and over that you're a fool if you think that. Right. <clears throat> and we, we are Fools. We're like that. We're not simpletons because we know better. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a good example of we were just at that movie mm-hmm. and there were previews. <laughs> no, I am pregnant, so tears come a little easier. But there oh, is, that's funny. There's a preview yeah. for Mulan, the live action Mulan movie. And I was. In tears. And in the background, they play a very orchestral <laughs> version of it's the original uh, Mulan song. Yeah. So it's really... <laughs> and I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, just yeah, grandiose. Kind of just like that. Just like that. You can see, you're probably crying right now. <laughs> and I leaned over and told him, 
look at me. I'm crying, and I don't even think women should go to war. No. <laughs> but this, I, is- I, this whole story is stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> but I'm crying because the music. Because makes me that's how, that's the magic of that film and music can have, and and we'll just be like that dumb ox going. I like it, you know, yeah. like, I agree, and it's really just a, a little bit of movie magic. Yeah. So, anyway, I just... And it can get you, and what you're saying is, it can get you emotionally drawn into a story that you, at your base level, if it was just an argument, if someone was just in the room saying, I think women should be allowed to go and be stabbed in the guts with <laughs> knives and right. have pieces of lead thrown through their bodies yeah. at hundreds of feet, thousands of feet per second. I think women should be allowed to do that. Yeah. You'd be like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's not, that's not what a woman is, is right. for. That doesn't honor her. It doesn't honor how God made her. Uh, all these things. But you add an orchestral score to it right. and you're weeping for Mulan. And like I told you, the honor of like, they, they twist a little bit yes. of good in there. Bring like honor to the family like, and to help for her, her dad father, who sick. can't stand. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just, um, I just want us and parents to be super aware of like, these things are not passive. And, and that's the deal. If you, and this is why understanding this is more important than just not letting your kids watch certain things. Mm-hmm. Because understanding this lets you see that they can watch banal things mm-hmm. and banal things that don't have cursing and don't have, and it's chipper and it's light. But if, if it can be painting just as dangerous of a picture, mm-hmm. a godless picture with just as many themes, mm-hmm. you know, these are good, clean movies. Well, we don't just want clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got to recognize that all of these things are, are creating a story for them of how the world yeah, works. And, and they the were written is. by someone who has a worldview. Who is either a brother. <laughs> right. Uh, writing, you know, can, can writing movies, uh, from a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. even if they are specifically, you know, the story of Jesus and the disciples right. sort of thing. Uh, or they're written by someone whose whole life is a rebellion yeah. against God, and that includes the way they write their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes back to something we were telling the kids this week. That I first actually heard this on the What Have You podcast, but the idea of friendship with the world—you can do that in the movies you watch and in the books you read. That these are people you're spending time with. Like you spend two hours with someone. Um, in a movie and you grow attached to this character and uh, yeah it's it's like we said uh, when we were explaining to them we would never let a stranger come into our house and sit down and tell our kids a story for two hours (laughs) right we'd never do that like if like if (laughs) you know Steven Spielberg knocked on our door and said hey can I sit down and talk to your kids for two hours? <laughs> and we'd be like, no, can, can Stephen. We read it can't. First? And, and, and yeah, and you'll just kind of sit. I promise I won't use curse words. Uh, and you just kind of sit there. I'll talk the whole time. You won't do any explaining about what they're seeing. And then, and then you know what I'll do? I'll give you a recording of what I, the story I told them, and they can play it on loop so you don't have to mess with them. <laughs> right. Right? So You can go do your thing. Yeah, but we, we wouldn't do that. But yet, yeah, we've got to write. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. when we bring in film. Right. Or we bring in TV shows. Right. And we're so shocked that this TV show added, you know, gay characters or <laughs> this, and it's like, 
they're this is their this is their world. Right. This is they're the whole time they're wanting to undermine your your world. Mm-hmm. So you've got to you've got to recognize yes, that and and then be proactive. Can I add that this just because it's a cartoon drawing does not mean it's sweet. <laughs> No, they're you know, the most nefarious. They really are. Yeah, there are, uh, and all you have to do is type in. Uh, well, yeah, we don't suggest that you type in gay cartoon, but that sort of idea. If I did, my computer would be like, "Yeah, you're not searching that." Um, I'd get me to see. Yeah, to see. They are. I mean, everything from I know Doc McStuffins. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these shows that are intentionally. I mean, Disney's full of them. Mm-hmm. Intentionally putting these things in there, right? Intentionally, and they'll say they're intentional. Now, some of them are just token, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just and- so they can get a pat on the back from the LGBTQ XYZ. <laughs> uh, but but they're they're putting them in there, yeah. And it'll happen. It's not going to happen less. Exactly. It's not going to happen less. Uh, unless by the Lord's grace. Uh, well, I remember when the kids were very little, it kind of hit me like, okay, so imagine this animated film. Imagine if it had real people in it. Would you let them watch it? Same script, same story, but if it had real people, and a lot of them, the answer was no. Like, you know, like The Little Mermaid. I don't, I didn't really want my Oh, little- yeah, if it was a woman with... Right, seashells for a, a top, and, it, and even just the a, whole premise, the whole movie about love. Yes, and your parents 16. are and your parents are dumb, you know. <laughs> right. And in the end, what do they realize? Her parents were dumb and should have let he her. Was right, he apologized. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these things we have a nostalgia about because we might have loved these movies as kids, but it's just good to to kind of rethink, you know what we're watching, what we're letting our kids watch. And, and like, the more you're in scripture, the more you'll see it. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of times as parents, we don't see it because we're not, we're not in our own lives looking through that window pane to look and go, that person doesn't belong in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. We should be like neighborhood watch for our kids. And, but if we're not spending time seeing what is the Lord's neighborhood, then when we get these Stories. If we ourselves have been spending time in the world, mm-hmm. then they'll just seem like more of the same. Mm-hmm. But if you're reading scripture, you'll see it. You'll see it. Yeah. And you'll go, there's the fool. And they, I've noticed. That's the fool. That's what scripture warned about. This is, mm-hmm. and. I've noticed our kids have started to see. Yes. They're kind of starting to police their own. Yes. Where instead of us being like, you know, making all these Yes, are you teach if you sh- and what you're doing is you're teaching them the good of scripture, uh-huh. to where they then do not want to choose the bad, and they can discern. They, they can discern through constant practice mm-hmm. of the good and, and and reading to them about the foolishness that comes with sin and the joy that comes with following the Lord. Lo and behold, God teaches them these things, and then they don't need you turning the TV off for them. Mm-hmm. In many ways, they're more mature than us. They have a more childlike faith. <laughs> yeah. They turn it off. They do. We go, oh, oh this is so horrible, so but good. let's find out how it ends. 
And, yeah. and they're like, no, I don't even, we're, we're two seasons into this show or whatever. Yeah. I'm turning it off. The girls the other day were like, we quit watching Elena because it had too much girl power. Too much it. girl power. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, good it was you. getting all, she, one of them was like, it was getting all girl power. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, okay, all right. But, but that's, that's what you're equipping them for. Yeah. Um, because there, there will come a time when you, you will not be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you equip them you've, um, for that time. You've like fitted their tastes, mm-hmm. their taste buds for these things. And, and we love movies. We just watched one. Yeah. I mean, we at the Gore family loves movies. So I was going to ask you just a, this is These a always frighten me when you begin with that. I was, I was ask going you, to ask. Like, what do ask you me. think about? You could ask me before. <laughs> <gasps> no, are there any movies that you would recommend? What are some movies that you think just oh. knock your socks off? Uh, and if if we need to pause, you can think about no, it. No, I mean we can talk out loud. I mean there are movies that I like. I'm a I'm a war movie type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of a war movie that I would recommend during what? that movie. Sergeant York. The Sergeant York is a good is movie. one of the best movies ever made, mm-hmm. and it's very. It has a lot of Christian themes. He was a believer, yeah, yeah. and it's oh man, that's a good movie. It's a black and white, but um, I really love that movie. We watched that movie in Alvin Alvin York. <laughs> Uh, that's so a that's good. a that is a good class and World War One. Yeah, I know. I think that's why I was thinking about it. Moving those trenches. It's like I haven't seen these since Sergeant York. Mm-hmm. All the movies that I like. It's funny you ask movies, and I just want to. I feel like I have to caveat mm-hmm. every movie that I think of because although I I like movies and I enjoy them, I'm not a big repeat watch the movie guy. Yeah, like 1917. I will never. watch Yeah, that you'll again. never watch that again. And it was great, but. And that, I'm done. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, that's the way I kind of am with with these stories mm-hmm. uh, or these. Uh, there is one movie we watch movies. every year. Well, Sergeant York we usually watch around the Fourth of July. Uh-huh. But without fail, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, the movie we watch annually. Yeah. The Muppet that, Christmas. That's Carol. our Christmas kickoff, actually. Uh huh. And it. Let me tell you. <laughs> You want to get the waterworks. You want to get the waterworks going, folks. <laughs> get a little old Muppet Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh my word! Out there, those songs. God bless us, everyone. The lyrics to their songs, um, and uh, what's the who is Scrooge? What's his name? Michael Caine. Oh yeah. As Scrooge, the best Scrooge ever. And Kermit, oh, a dazzling performance by Kermit. <laughs> Miss Piggy. The emotional level that he go, that his Muppet goes through. <laughs> and I don't really love the Muppets. I think it's, Just, a re- it's the only Muppet movie we watch. Yeah, it's the only Muppet anything of. And ever we've liked. tried to watch. Muppet We're like, oh, like, this is these are stupid. If these, if this one's good, let's try. Muppet let's watch Treasure Muppet Island. Treasure Island. <laughs> womp womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, I think that's. Uh, some good advice on um, on movies. So we we have two movies we recommend. 
Well, I'm just not a big recommend movies yeah. guy. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to recommend movies. I'm not going to recommend TV shows. Read your Bibles. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's probably, I mean, like, I don't want anyone to leave. Like, if they leave, I'm going to be like, Chris said I should spend three hours watching this movie. Chris thinks you need to read your Bibles. By the time, when you're done reading your Bibles and you think you've got that down, then you can go and look through the window. Have at it. But uh, you're not, sorry, you're not going to get a lot of movie recommendations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, just, just do it. Start today. Start today, right? Like, hit, hit pause on this podcast and, uh... <laughs> Hopefully, be like, we'll be pushing pot. Stop. Kids. Really soon, right? Yeah. That's, we've been, I mean, God, it's got to be getting close to an hour. It this is. is the and problem with now driving and talking. We are at our favorite shopping center. We're going to have a date and get some pants hemmed. And heard. <laughs> Take back, do some returns to anthropology. That's right. <laughs> and then find more food. So. Yes, which you asked about while we were at the theater. Yeah, I just wanted to know. Five minutes after we had just eaten 13 inches <laughs> of meat-filled, I mean meat-filled sandwich. I just wanted to know what the plant So, the when we're done with this movie, <laughs> where are we eating again? And that's, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> You're still to, gurgling. Yeah, I was like, we're going to have to talk about gluttony. cheese steak. Pregnancy is not a, a free ticket to gluttony. Oh, but thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking with us and, uh, we will be talking to you soon about various things. I'm sure in the future we stopped and, and we're in the parking lot and the lady next to us was giving us time to get out of oh our car. Gosh, so I she was, Leslie couldn't even look at her. <laughs> she was like, like staring through our front window like, at us. It. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to keep talking. She'll uh, eventually get in her car. And she did. And she's she backing away. But thanks for listening with us. Hope that encourages you. Hope you guys uh, are encouraged to look at your life and say, what window am I viewing the world through? Uh, am I viewing it through the, the lattice of scripture, through the window of God's word? Or am I standing in the house of the fool? Uh, or am I the fool? So, anyway, what window is your family looking through? It's your job. Build the house. Build the window. All right. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Bye. Bye.